Come on in, y'all. Come on in. I give all y'all five minutes. We'll start in five minutes, and I'll open up with prayer. Y'all come on in, come on in, come on in. Girl, I didn't open it. I didn't open it all the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to say too. Like, that I is crazy. Yeah, I didn't open it all the way. I put, so this is the front of it. And then I put my bio on the back. But it's clear sheets. It's not supposed to be clear sheets, though. It's supposed to be notebook paper. But. <laughs> Y'all come on in, come on in, come on in. But I asked for notebook paper, but it's all right. I'll keep this one. Come on in. Y'all say hello to me. I was. Y'all come on and say hello to me. I didn't open it. Y'all come on in. Y'all say hello, hello, say hello, say hello, say hello, say hello. Come on and say hello to me. Come on, share. We got three minutes before I start. We have three minutes. Three minutes. Come on in the room. Come on. Don't lose your confidence. Come on in the room. Come on, we talking about Daniel. We talking about Daniel. We are talking about Daniel. We are talking about Daniel. Come on in. Let me get Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Ugh. Ugh. Y'all come on in. I'm not received. I don't see anything on here. Good. Hey, Minister Laquanda, Brother Dijon. Hey, Rachel. How y'all doing? Yeah, for some reason, it's not coming up on my screen. So, I don't know why, but it's all right. We're going to go on in Jesus' name. Amen. So, y'all, let me go ahead and put in here. We're coming from Daniel, and we're on chapter 2. You should have your Bibles. Go to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. We have one minute. And we're going to go ahead and get started. 
share this to your page, invite someone to listen. I wouldn't, I won't, I wouldn't ask y'all to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Y'all come on in. Come on, come on, come on in. Because we are definitely getting ready to get started. I pray y'all day is going well i pray y'all day is blessed i pray that y'all are ready to move forward and listen y'all quirky he's on it today he is i ain't, I ain't gonna lie to y'all he is he is on it today he is on it today all right before we get started i want to um talk to you all about my um do love me don't neglect me seminar eighth annual marriage seminar that i'm doing um there y'all go okay hey i know right brother deja i just saw you sir listen i want to show y'all this um i'm going to try to get this glare out so y'all can see it but this is called the 8th Annual Feasting on Love Marriage Seminar. Don't, uh, do love me, don't neglect me. Amen. And it's in person and it is online. So if you desire to be a part of this, send me an email and I will send you the registration link. And it is free. And listen, let me say this. You don't have to be married to be on this. This is, this is to help let me let me give you three things that it's speaking to before we get started. Give me two minutes. It's speaking to self-care, self-love, self-worth for you. If you desire to be a husband, if you desire to be a wife, if you just, just desire to be um, a man of God, a woman of God, this is going to help you love you more so that you're able to love others even the more because of Jesus Christ, because of God, our father, right? So this is a marriage ministry, but God has given me this ministry to help those who want to be better in themselves, who needs a purging, who needs a cleansing, who needs to be just a better person. You don't know what God has in store for you. You don't know that God has already have a prepared wife, a prepared husband for you. And he knows the desires of your heart. So if you desire to have a companion, if you desire to be in relationships, this is just not, this is yes, a marriage ministry that God has given me, but it also teaches you how to love yourself, how to be a better self, how to um, handle yourself, how to recognize that person that, you know, confronts you and says, hey, can we talk? Can I get your number? You'll be able to recognize, and plus, if you're following me, you'll be able to hear me saying, um, Sister Holly would say, 
ask all the questions. What are we doing? Are we just having a one night stand? Are we are, are we going to be in a relationship? Where are we going with this? Are we just going to kick it? Or are you going to do you and I'm going to do me? And then when we get together, it just be us. And then we going back to normal. Like, what are we doing? And that's how we build relationships. Not just in that as um, being someone's companion, but even in regular relationships with people that you that you want to that you want to be around that you want to connect to but if you do not know how to recognize if you do not know how to recognize toxicity if you do not know how to recognize when something or someone is unhealthy that will it will help you the teaching will help you it will show you by the word of god through the word of god through the spirit of god through the holy spirit through the through through the commandments of the lord how to discern if this is a good relationship to be in if it's going to help you if it's going to enhance you if it's going to make you better right so you have to be able to know who you are to be able to see who they are listen you got to know who you are to be able to see who they are can i say that one more time you have to know who you are to be able to see who they are i need to write that down Hey, good afternoon, Carmika. Good to see you, woman of God. You need to know who you are so you can see who they are. Why? They say opposites attract, but the word says you shouldn't be unequally yoked. So even though you may have some opposites in some area, which is good, but those other things you don't need, you don't need, listen, one bad apple spoils the bunch. So you got to make sure how to clean those apples. You got to make sure how to watch those apples. You have to make sure that you can pay attention to that one apple that if it's becoming bad, you can take it and throw it out. You know, they just say, well, just eat around it. No, some things you can't eat around. Lord have mercy. That's a word right there. Some things you can't eat around. Hey, evangelist, some things <laughs> you can't eat around. Let me, I'm going to put that in there because that was good to me. Some things you can't eat around. Hey, Pastor Brown. Hey, evangelist Pinson. And I'm going to say that one more time. Some things you can't eat around. You need to throw that thing out. It's contaminating you. It's making you sick. There's worms in it. That means it's, it's, an, it's infected. That means it's bad. Move on from there. Amen. So I just wanted to let y'all know that this is online and in person and it's free. And if you desire to be on, if you look on my page, it'll give you the website and the email. So you can email me. Well, the website just shows you um you know what i do the ministry that i'm a part of but if you email me which is on the flyer and email me and tell me um well read the instructions because if you email me and say online registration and uh then i will send you the registration when it's time and i will also give you more instructions of what you need as you can see prophetess waitha prevost she is on there she's doing the vision board for 2024 amen and she's doing the vision board on self-love self-care 
and self-worth. So I'm excited about this uh, marriage seminar. So it doesn't just help the marriage. It doesn't just help the divorce. It doesn't just help the widows, but it helps the single people as well. Amen. So that you will know how to enter into a relationship or you will know how to exit out of a relationship. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I hope you have your Bibles. We're on Daniel chapter two. As you can see, the title of this is don't lose your confidence. Amen. Daniel chapter two, don't lose your confidence. And we'll get more into that about what I mean by don't lose your confidence, because you have to understand that sometimes when you, when you know a thing, sometimes you're not involved in a thing and you don't know what's going on. And, but because what somebody else don't know, or what somebody else can't do, then you're in that bag with everyone else and they'll want to kill you too. But God says, don't lose your confidence in that. Don't lose your confidence in that. Trust me, you ain't got to put yourself out there. Your light will shine. Your light will shine when you are shining for the Lord. So let me just say that. Okay. So Lord God, I thank you on today. I ask you to bless this live on today. Lord God, bless those that are watching publicly. Bless those who are watching privately. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, I thank you. God, I thank you for everything that you are doing for those people that are reaching out and receiving what they need from you. God, thank you for allowing me to be the resource. God, thank you for allowing me to be the source. God, thank you for allowing me to be the help. God, thank you for allowing me to be a willing vessel. God, thank you for giving me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, I thank you for placing me in this position. God, I thank you for giving me the charge. God, I thank you for calling me and choosing me. God, I thank you. God, as I remove my flesh, as I remove my emotions, the Holy Spirit will come upon me and take over my words and take over my lips and take over my tongue so that I will only give what you will give to me, that I will only speak what you will have me to speak. Then I will listen to the Holy Spirit and I will be moved by the Holy Spirit because Lord, if you don't say anything, nothing will be said. So God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. God, I thank you for the word of God. God, I thank you for the teaching. God, I thank you for me being the example. God, I thank you for the examples that you have given to me, Lord God. Lord God, continue to remove the scales from my eyes so that I can continue to see the spirit of the Lord, so that I can continue to see evilness, so that I can continue to see bad so that I can continue to see those witches and warlocks when they begin to transform in a blink of an eye. God, I thank you for removing the scales from my eyes so that I can see what you would have me to see, God. So God, I thank you. Continue to create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Thank you for using me for marriages. Thank you for using me, Lord God, for children. Thank you for using me for leadership, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, because you are God Almighty. You are the first and the last. You're my everything, Lord God. You are my life. You are my God of yesterday and my God of today. And you will be my God forevermore. And in that, God, I say thank you. 
I bless your name on today, Lord God. I glorify you on today, Lord God. God, I give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, Lord God. I worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord God. I worship you with all sincerity, Lord God. I worship you, Lord God in the mighty name of Jesus. So God, I thank you on today, God, and I bless your name and I glorify you. God, let somebody be encouraged on today. Let somebody receive a word in the atmosphere, Lord God, and I bind the hands of Satan that he will not snatch their word. He will not snatch nothing from them. He will not take it in the mighty name of Jesus. So God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for the word. God, I thank you for the word. I thank you for the word. God, I thank you for the word. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, I pray, we pray. And we all say amen, amen, and amen. Amen. All right. Come on, let's go forward. I'm on Daniel chapter 2. I thank God for learning about Daniel's life on yesterday and learning how we um, have to know what we're going to purpose in our heart. So you have to continue to ask yourself that question. What is it that you purpose in your heart? But in order for you to purpose in your heart, you got to have confidence. You got to know who you are. You got to know whose you are. You got to know who you serve. Amen. So, I, I, hey, uh, Deacon Ravisee, how you doing, Pastor Timmy? Good to see you. Hey, Lillian, I'm still praying for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I'm praying for you and your son and your family. I'm praying for your family. I am praying for your family wholeheartedly. It's it is sad when when we 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 we're losing our loved ones to gun violence. We're losing our loved ones to gun violence. But God, God is a healer of those that are still here. God will comfort those who are still here. God will uplift those who are still here. He will give them peace to those who are still here. So we are still praying because we are still here. Amen. So Daniel chapter two, and y'all know that I'm going to read this um, from the King James version, because some of you know, um, there are some who they will only read the King James version. So I will read the King James version first. Amen. And then I'm only going to read a few, a few scriptures in the new living translation, especially only from the scriptures that I'm going to use in Daniel chapter two, but Daniel chapter two, our key verse though, Daniel chapter two, um, verse 16 through 18. I will read that in the new living translation because that's our key verse. Daniel chapter 2, 16 through 18. And I'm reading that in the New Living Translation. And it says, Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time to tell the king what the dream meant. I want to say to somebody on today that if you go to our king, our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords, and you say to him, you're praying to him, you're making a request, Lord, I need more time. I do believe that God will give you just that because he knows the desires of your heart. He knows that you want to stay on the right path. He knows what you're praying for. He knows what you need. He knows. And so verse 17 says, then Daniel went home and told his friends, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, what had happened? 18 said, he urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret 
so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. Let me read 19. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. See, sometimes we think that God won't move immediately. We think that God won't move suddenly. We think that God won't move when we need him to move. But when you are praying that prayer, when you are seeking him first, when you are needing him to answer your prayer, be patient and wait the same way you want God to give you some more time to get some things in order or whatever the case may be, then you still got to give God that same time to wait on him as well to answer. And sometimes he may answer in that very hour. Sometimes he may answer in that very moment. Sometimes he may answer two weeks from now, one month from now, but trust God in knowing, have enough confidence in yourself and knowing that God is is going to answer. Good afternoon, Keandra. Good to see you on here. Know that God will speak in the nick of time. He will speak at that moment when you need him to speak, but you have to wait. But allow your confidence to cause you to wait because when you lose your confidence, you start doubting. When you lose your confidence, you start being negative. When you lose your confidence, you start losing hope. When you start losing your confidence, you start taking matters into your own hands. But I'm saying to you on today, don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your confidence in your prayer. Don't lose your confidence in your supplication. Don't lose your confidence, but be persistent in your prayer and wait. That's right, Isaiah. And since and since you said that, they that way. Let me let me let me, I want to read it. Isaiah 40 and 31. Somebody may not know that, Brother Dejan. Let us help them out on today and tell them what Isaiah 40 and 31 says. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We have to understand to wait upon in the Lord is to trust him fully with our lives. It involves looking to him as our source of help and grace in time of need. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have to understand that you, listen, there's a scripture that says, wait, I say, wait on the Lord. You got to wait. You got to wait with the wait. You got to wait with the wait. So I wanted to read the main the main passage of scripture. And I'll put that down here because y'all know how I do. I'm going to put it in here and y'all go back and you read these scriptures for yourself in your leisure time. You read these scriptures for yourself 
in your leisure time. And if you ever have any questions, you can always call me. You can always text me. You can always say, okay, can you explain it a little more? Can you break it down even the more? And some of you know that if, if God gives me a scripture or somebody mentions something that they don't put a scripture and I know the scripture, I'll add it into the, 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 the comment section so that when it's spoken, you can always go back and read it. Amen. But Daniel chapter two, starting at the first verse, and I'm reading it from the um, King James Version. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. But I want to tell you all on today right quick that the king was greatly troubled about his dream and undoubtedly believed that the gods were trying to communicate something to him. This he called for the, div the diviners to tell him the dream and its meaning. But I want to tell somebody on today, the only one that can give you an interpretation of your visions and your dreams is the God of this world. The God of God, the Lord of Lords, the great I am, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the last, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the only one that can give you the interpretation of your dreams and your visions. Hey, Brother Mo, good to see you on here, sir. We got to stop going to astrologers. We got to stop going to the sorcerers. We got to stop going to the soothsayers. We got to stop going to the psychics. We got to stop going to people that don't have no power. We got to stop going to things that don't have no power. We got to stop going to stuff that don't have no power. They don't have no power. This is why they were not able to tell Nebuchadnezzar his dream. Listen, verse three says, and the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. He couldn't remember. Nebuchadnezzar could not remember his dream. Hey, Pastor McBain, he could not remember his dream and he needed the astrologers he needed the sorcerers he needed the chaldeans to tell him what his dream was and they kept saying if you tell me this dream i'll be able to tell you what it means and the and and nebuchadnezzar got angry he got frustrated he got mad because he couldn't remember he was like if i can remember the dream i will tell you but you are the sorcerer you are this god you are my this you are my why can you not tell me what my dream? Have y'all ever heard somebody say, I can't read your mind. I can't read your thoughts. Say what you mean, mean what you say. I'm not a mind reader. Come on, somebody. I, I need y'all to, I, I need y'all to follow me in this. Verse four says, then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syriac. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will show the interpretation. Verse five says, the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, the thing is gone from me. 
if you will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, you shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made a dunghill. Now listen, now up to this point, the book of Daniel is written in Hebrew. So here it changes to Aramaic, which was the language of trade and of government communication at that time. Now remember, let me go back. Hey, hey, Evangelist Ruby. Listen, that's it, Brother Mo. I am that I am. Listen, when we went back to one, what did Nebuchadnezzar say in Daniel chapter one? What did he ask for? He said, I need servants that are skilled in learning. I want, I want to, I want to read that. He said, he said, let me go there. He said, I need children with no blemish, well-favored, skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge. Remember, we talked about this yesterday in chapter one in Daniel, and I'm reading it in chapter one, Daniel verse four. He said he need those people that are skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace. So the king was already asking for those who had what? Confidence. Y'all, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm getting excited because when you have confidence, you're going to have skill. You're going to have wisdom. You're going to have knowledge. You're going to have understanding. When you have confidence, you know who you are. When you have confidence, your confidence is with humility. Hear what I'm saying? Your confidence is with humility. Now, you have some people that are arrogant in their confidence. And we think that they're being arrogant, but they're just really confident. But if you don't, but if you don't, Lord have mercy, help me, Jesus. But if you don't recognize where that confidence of skill came from, when you don't recognize that confidence of your ability came from, when you don't recognize that knowledge and that understanding of where it came from, then you're no longer walking in humility. You're in your flesh because you got to recognize who gave you that gift. You got to recognize who gave you that skill. Because again, in Daniel chapter one and at the 17th verse, it was God who said, it said, as for these four children, Daniel, Meshach, Abednego, Shadrach, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Those were the four that he did what? He gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and all dreams. So you have to understand that it was God and it is still God who gives you vision, who gives you understanding of your vision, who gives you understanding of your skill, who gives you understanding of your dreams, who gives you understanding for you to walk in confidence in knowing that it comes from God. It comes from God. But what happens is you have people that will come and rain on your parade because you are confident in your skill. You are confident in your skill. You have people that will make you feel bad because of your knowledge. 
You have people who will make you feel less than because of your abilities. You have people in this world that will come against you because you are confident in who you are. So what happens is you lose your confidence in the people. You lose your confidence in their words. You lose your confidence in what they're saying to you. And when you do that, then you will find yourself depressed. You will find yourself suppressed. You will find yourself not working. You will find yourself not praying. You will find yourself giving up and letting go because you're looking for those people to validate your gift. You are looking for those people to validate your, your abilities. You're looking for those people to validate your confidence. When God is the only one that can validate you. What does that mean? That means you have to please God. And stop trying to please man because it's God who gave you those abilities. But don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short because somebody said, oh, you think you holier than thou. Oh, you think you all that because you know how to work that. Oh, you think you all that because you know how to put that together. Oh, you think you all that because you oh, oh, you, you oh so perfect now. No, you should be able to humbly say, no, I don't think that I'm all that. But my confidence is in the Lord. My confidence is in the skill. My confidence is in the ability. And it comes from God of heaven. It comes from God of mercy. It comes from God of grace. It comes from God who said in his word that my children will prophesy. That my young men will see vision. And I paraphrase the scripture, but we all have been given a gift, but it's up to you to recognize who gave you the gift, who allows you to use the gift to interpret the visions and the dreams. And we're going to learn, listen, I, 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 I ain't really got to the meat of this, but it's going to, I'll show you what happens when you lose your confidence, you lose your humility, and we're going to see what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar because he got beside himself. And sometimes we don't get beside ourselves um, intentionally. Sometimes all the accolades will push us in a place to cause us to lose humility, to cause us to lose confidence, to, to cause us to lose ourselves and, and the people and their accolades. But we should be pleasing God because those accomplishments came from the Lord. And those accolades can come from people. Don't get me wrong. They can, they can congratulate you. There's nothing wrong with somebody congratulating you when you graduate from high school. There's nothing wrong when they congratulate you when you graduate from college. There's nothing wrong that they congratulate you because you got married or you started a business or you bought a home, you bought a car. Whatever you accomplish in this life, there's nothing wrong with somebody saying congratulations. There's nothing wrong with somebody says, well done. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're responding, it's okay to say thank you, but make sure you don't leave God out because it is him who gave you the gift. 
It is him who gave you the gifting. It is him who gave you the wisdom and the knowledge to graduate, to be the top of your class, to be a husband or a wife, to buy that car, to buy that home. It's from God. And we should not lose ourselves in things. We shouldn't lose ourselves in people. We shouldn't lose ourselves in our accomplishments because those accomplishments comes from the Lord. So there's nothing wrong with accolades. Hey, Lady Lee, there's nothing wrong with accolades. There's nothing wrong with people congratulating you. There's nothing wrong with you receiving gifts. There's nothing wrong with receiving um, good manners from people. But recognize it comes from God. Lord, help me, Jesus. So back to back to Daniel chapter 2. Yes, y'all listening to Corky. Back to Daniel chapter 2. Listen, verse 5 says, The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If you will not make known unto, the, unto me the dreams with the interpretation thereof, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill. But if you show the dream and the interpretation thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. Listen, hey, 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 Evangelist Karen. Listen, I, I got you covered in prayer. Got you. Listen, y'all. Nebuchadnezzar didn't just want these people to give him an interpretation, but he wanted them to tell him his dream that he didn't even remember. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying? Nebuchadnezzar wanted the sorcerers. He wanted the Chaldeans. He wanted the astrologers to tell him a dream, his dream that he could not even remember and then wanted them to interpret it. Now, let me pause. Can I get, can I do a little pause break? Now, I'm not a perfectionist when it comes to visions and dreams. I'm not perfect in it, but I have asked and I have prayed to God that I wanted to be able to interpret my dreams. or I, And I also wanted to interpret dreams that people have, not because I want to be nosy, but because I think that is just such a great thing to be able to interpret something that God has given and then being used to be the one to give it. But then I'm like, I don't want to be like other people. I know some people who can interpret some dreams and they make it all about them. Like, I need you to stay humble because right now I've had this dream and I feel like somebody about to take me out. They're about to kill me. So as you giving me my dream, can you just speak what does save the Lord? <laughs> can, can you just do that? Can you make it about me right now? That, that's all I'm saying. So with all of that being said, we got to be able to pray and ask the Lord to allow us to interpret the dream. But it's hard to, I, I'm, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to sit here and lie and tell you that somebody will come up to me and say, I had a dream and I can't remember it, but I need you to interpret it. Knowing me and my humor, I'd probably say, go get Daniel to do it. 
<laughs> go get someone else to do it because I can't do that. I'm not, I just said this earlier, I said this earlier, I'm not a mind regular, I'm not a mind reader. I can't read your mind. I can't read your thoughts. Can you tell me a little bit about the dream? Can you remember like a small little part? Like were some colors? Was there some animals? You know, was it some men and women? Was you at church? Was you at work? Can you just remember a little bit of that? And, you know, maybe I can help you, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not the one. I, I, I'm not that person. But if somebody comes, but since I had this dream, let me tell you about it. And as they're, and listen, and as they're telling me this dream, I'm also praying within myself and I'm listening and I'm focusing. And sometimes I'll tell them, send it to my inbox, text it to me. And then I'll tell them, let me take it to God in prayer and let me see what the Lord say. Now, some of you, Maybe don't you know something like I, I do that. I, I I do it and I've done it. And then a few days God will speak and I would send it to them and they would either confirm it or they would say, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, hey, I, I'm not perfect. I I just I spoke to what I felt. I spoke to what I felt the Lord was saying. But you know, you can take it for what it is. I believe that sometimes when when God sends harsh words or harsh dreams um, for us to interpret and people don't want to receive it, then they'll just be like, mm, I don't think that's what it is. But thank you anyway. Don't get mad. Don't get upset because it, I'm, I'm telling you, it's in Daniel chapter two. Hey, Minister Dustin can barely read sometimes. <laughs> Right. So listen, we have to understand that when Nebuchadnezzar was saying the thing is gone from me, he was saying that he was not able to translate it. And so he said, this is what I have decided. The decision had gone out from me. He said, it, so it, it's gone out from me and it, it, it wouldn't change. So therefore, the king sensed the importance of his dream and wanted to put the Babylonian wise men to the test. If they could tell him the dream, which he probably remembered very well, then he would have known they could give him the correct interpretation if they could not give him both. Then he would destroy. Now he wants to destroy them. But the thing about it was, is he was like, I just, it's gone from me. I just don't remember. Can you just tell me what it is? And again, stop being a mind reader. You can't read people's mind. You may be able to, you may be able to discern their um, ex facial expressions. You may be able to discern their gestures. You may be able to discern the rolling of the eye. You may be able to discern um, hand gestures, body movements. Yeah, you might be good at that, but you're not a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. You can't read somebody's thoughts. You can assume of what they're thinking. You can um, go off of your own assumption, but unless God literally gives you that, it will line up with the word of God. It will line up. Listen, um, let me go back to reading. I'm at, for those who just tuned in, I'm at Daniel chapter two. And right now I'm at the sixth verse and I'm reading from the King James version. But if you show the dream and the interpretations thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. They answered again and said, 
Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation of it. The king answered and said, I know of certainty that you would again, I'm sorry, that you would gain the time because you see the thing is gone from me. But if you will not make known unto me the dream, there is but one decree for you. For you have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me. Till the time be changed, therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can show me the interpretation thereof. He called it. He said, y'all was lying. <laughs> he said, y'all, he said, listen, let me read in the New Living Translation. Let me tell you what he said in the NLT version. He said, if you don't tell me the dream, you are doomed. So you have, cons you have conspired to tell me lies hoping I will change my mind, but tell me the dream and then I'll know that you can tell me what it means. Prove to me that you're not lying. Prove to me that you can tell me my dream. Let me tell y'all something. If you're telling somebody your dream or your vision and you need them to interpret it, you also need the spirit of discernment to recognize if it's a lie or they're trying to conspire against you concerning what, the, uh, concerning what it is. All right. Verse 10. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there was not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. Now, somebody need to say the devil is a lie. Because there is someone in this world that is able to interpret dreams and visions. It's in the word. There are still true men and women of God. There is still true, good, genuine women and men of God that is able to speak truth, that is able to speak from the Lord, who is able to hear from God himself. And those and, 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 and they are those that still remain faithful to God. It's those who have not lost their confidence in who they are because they took a stand for God. They're not going to speak to what you want to hear. They're not going to sugarcoat it. They're not going to stroke your ego. They're not going to make you feel good. If it's a good interpretation, you'll get a good interpretation. If it's a bad interpretation, it'll be a bad interpretation. If it's a, a doom interpretation, it'll be a doom interpretation. We have got to be so connected to the Lord that when we hear the voice of the Lord coming from the person that he chooses to use, we will know that it's nobody but God. And we will only know that if we are praying, if we are fasting, if we are reading and studying the word of God, if we are if we, if the Lord is our own personal savior, listen, 11 says, and it is rare. It is, and it is a rare thing that the king requires. And there was none other that can show it before the king, except the gods 
whose dwelling is not with flesh. 12 says, for this cause, the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. This is our key verse, 16 through 18. This is our key verse. 17 says, then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. Now listen, Solomon said, there is safety in the multitude of counsel. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. When you need God to answer a prayer, listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you need God to answer a prayer, let me, let me, let me, Matthew, Matthew. Y'all should, y'all, I hope y'all have your Bible. We're going to Matthew chapter 18. This is going to help you out right here. Matthew 18, 19, 20. Go there. Go there. Matthew 18. 19 and 20. Let me let me read that. Matthew chapter 18. Jesus said, Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven 20 says for where two or three are gathered together in my name there am i in the midst of them can i say that again jesus said in matthew chapter 18 19 through 20 Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There is authority and power in the prayer of agreement. Jesus statement points to the principle of synergism in the realm of faith and prayer. The united actions of two or more people harmoniously working together have a greater 
total effect than the sum of their individual efforts. So here, the psalmist speaks of God bestowing a blessing when brothers live together in faith and unity. Jesus promises two positive results of the prayer of agreement. One, the Father takes action in heaven on their request. And two, the presence of Jesus will be in the midst on earth. Just like that. So Daniel went to his friends, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And he said to them, well, he said in 19, it says, then was the secret. Well, I'm sorry, 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the, uh, listen, verse 18, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So when I say, don't lose your confidence, Daniel knew who he was and Daniel knew he, and Daniel knew who he had to go to, to go down in prayer, to make this request be made known unto the Lord. Listen, Philippians, Philippians 4 and 6. Let me tell you what Philippians 4 and 6 says. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So right here, I'm wrapping this up. So right here, and in verse 18, Daniel went to his friends, and then they desired mercies of God of heaven concerning the secret, so that they would not die with everybody else. So 19 says, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. So hear what I'm saying. God didn't speak right away. Some of you are waiting on God to answer a prayer quick, fast, in a hurry, but he didn't answer right away. He answered Daniel. He revealed it to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So before Daniel even took it, to the king, he praised God first. He thanked God first. He recognized God first. How many times God reveals something to us and before we could say, thank you, Lord, we done already ran to somebody else without giving God credit. When God gave it, he provided it. He brought the resource. He was the source. He is the source. 
and we don't even stop to say, God, I thank you. We hear news from the doctor's office that you have something going on in your test and we need to do further testing. Now we go down in sackcloth and ashes. We go down praying. We go down making all these requests be made known unto God because you sought the Lord. But then you go back three weeks later to get your test results and they tell you, oh, that was a mistake. It's no longer there. It's gone. And you thank the doctor. You thank the doctor. You thank the nurses. You thank your spouse for praying. You thank your children for praying. You thank your friends for praying. But who should have been thought? Who should have been thanked first? God. God should have been thanked first. The first thing that came out of your mouth because you prayed to God. So you prayed to God. So you thank God first. But because we get so excited, we forget. We do. We forget. But as soon as you remember, you should be praising God for healing and deliverance. You should be praising God. You should be praising God that he did it again. You should be thanking God that he made a way. That's it, Brother Mo. That's it, Evangelist Ruby. You need to be thanking God first. I told my granddaughter, thank you, Holy Spirit. I told my granddaughter this morning. We pray every morning. We pray every morning. But I told her if she didn't turn her routine into a habit, she'll forget to pray. She'll forget to thank God. It should be a habit now that as soon as we get in the car, we should start praying. I do. But she waits for me to say, go ahead, you pray today first. And I told her, you should never wait for me to say it's time to pray. You should automatically know that we get into the car to pray. And the example that I gave her is just like when you get into your car and you, oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. You get into the car, the first thing you do, you put your seatbelt on. And that's for those, and that's for those who wear their seatbelt. Because everybody don't wear their seatbelt. So what does that mean? Everybody's not a prayer. Everybody is not a, a, a everybody is not a prayer warrior. Everybody don't intercede. Everybody don't stand in the gap. Everybody ain't praying for you. Everybody ain't seeking the Lord on your behalf. So what does that mean? Everybody ain't wearing their seatbelt. Because what you what you turn from a from a from a routine, it goes into a habit. It starts out as a routine. When you buy your first car, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I need to be done. Listen, when you go get your driver's license, and I, I need to raise a hand so who can who can who can attest this with me? Who can agree with this with me? Who knows this to be a fact? When you go get your driver's license and you get in the car and you start that car, they look at you and say, get out, you failed. I give y'all a moment to respond. Let, let me give y'all a moment to respond because it happened to me. <laughs> it happened to me because I didn't know. And when you're not a when you're not a regular driver, you won't know. I wasn't a regular driver. I took the the red test, yeah, because 
I'm not bragging. Thank you, God, for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But he gave me that ability that when I could take a test, I just pass it. I've been like that ever since I was in middle school, high school. Pop quiz. I I, I said, oops. (laughs) It happens. They fail you. Because why? It is the law to buckle up. It is the law to put your seatbelt on. So what harm is it that when you open up your eyes and you see your room, you see yourself, you see, you look outside, you should immediately say, Lord, I thank you this morning. Lord, I thank you for keeping me safe. Why? Because somebody was robbed. Somebody's been raped. Somebody's been harmed. Somebody's been hurt late in the midnight hour. But God kept you from all hurt, harm, and danger. He kept you and given you traveling mercy. He kept you from the car wreck. He kept you from being evicted. He kept you. So it is our responsibility as a Christian, as a man and woman of God, as a servant, to say, Lord, I thank you for the gift. If you are a prophet, God, I thank you for this gift. If you can interpret dreams, Lord, I thank you. Daniel, right here, before he did anything, he blessed God of heaven. And you're right, Brother Mo, it's man's law. And there are some laws we follow. We won't run the red light. Well, some people will. I just said that earlier on my TikTok. Let me start using the word some and at times because and and, and not putting everybody in the same basket because there are some people that puts their seatbelt on. There are some people that reads their Bible. There are some people that are still serving God, but everybody don't serve God. Everybody don't pray. Everybody don't read. Everybody don't. Everybody don't follow man's law. You got people running the red lights. You got people driving drunk. You got people not yielding. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But when you have, and when you are like Daniel, I won't marry man. That's man like, come on. Come on. That's it, Brother Mo. You won't marry a man. man's law. Exactly. We should have enough wisdom. We should have enough discernment. We should have enough confidence not to just because it's man law, we got to follow. Uh-uh. We got to have enough confidence in God to stand on what is right, to stand on what is righteousness, to stand on what is holy, to stand on the commandments of the Lord and know that he's going to protect you. And we're going to get that. We're going to get to that later on. We got to be wise. Your wisdom come Proverbs. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Proverbs 1 and 7. Now, I, Lord, I got to be done. Proverbs 1 and 7. Proverbs 1 and 7. The beginning of Proverbs 1 and 7. Solomon said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but 
fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Be wise. But I'm going to stop right here. We have to continue this on tomorrow. It's 203. Because I said I wanted to stay right here at the hour. We can do a, I do we'll finish up Daniel 2 on tomorrow. But I want to encourage you all on today. It does get better. It does get better. It does get better. And I'll finish this last verse. And I love you. Daniel 2 and 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that knoweth understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. That was Daniel 2. And I read 20 through 22. Oh, let me read 23. Daniel said, I thank thee and praise thee, O thy God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. And I'll stop right there and I'll do 24 on, on, on through tomorrow. So listen, God is good. Whatever the matter is, whatever the situation is, whatever, whether it's a vision, whether it's a dream, whether it's conversation, whether it's advice, whether it's what would you do, whether it's counsel, whatever it is. You have to seek the Lord first so that you will know how to speak. You will know what to give. But without wisdom, without knowledge, without understanding, without the Holy Spirit, without knowing the word of God, you will go to astrologers. You will go to the sorcerers. You will go to the child, the Chaldeans. You will go to the soothsayers. You will go to the psychics. Why? Because you don't want to wait on God to speak. You don't want to wait on the vision of the Lord. You don't want to wait on the dreams of God. You don't want to wait on the men and women of God that's going to come and give you a true interpretation. God, I thank you for this lesson. God, I thank you for this lesson. Oh, God, I thank you for this lesson on today because so many people are being misguided. So many people are being misled because they don't want to wait. Because they, they need to know now. And even though never, King Nebuchadnezzar was so angry and so frustrated, he needed to know. And it must have been, y'all know how y'all have those dreams? Man, this dream was so good. Lord, please give me this. Please, 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 God, bring this dream back to my remembrance. It was so good because we've never been in a, y'all know how y'all been? That Jezebel spirit. Come on, talk about it, Mo. Talk about it, Brother Mo. That Jezebel demon. That Jezebel demon. She ain't just a Jezebel spirit. She a whole Jezebel demon out here in these streets. We got to learn how to wait. We got to learn how to wait. 
we got to learn how to trust God and we got to learn how to sit still. We got to learn how to listen. We got to learn how to see. We also got to learn how to smell a demon. That's right, Pastor Brown. And the Holy Spirit has the answer to everything. Exactly. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit came from Jesus. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. So what better way is to use what Jesus had left behind because his assignment was over and he had to go, but he left us his comforter. He left us his spirit to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, to help us, to show us how to be an example, how to take a stand, how to move, how to speak, how to, how, he said, he said, we got to be able to recognize the false prophet. We got to be able to discern the false teaching. So we need the Holy Spirit to hear. That's right. The Holy Spirit is from the beginning. Is from the beginning. John, you listen, John, can John, John, John 1. Let, 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 I'm, I'm done. I, I, let me just, let me just read this. John 1. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Boom period that listen brother Mo <laughs> you know I'm gonna read it you you know you know you know I'm gonna read it listen Proverbs chapter 8 listen just, just I'm just gonna just let me just read just a little bit listen Proverbs 8 doeth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice she standeth in the top of high places by the way in the places of the path, she crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Let me skip the five. Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be you of an understanding heart. You need wisdom. I'm going to start when we live it. Y'all go back. Read Proverbs chapter 8. I got to get off of here. Y'all go back and read. Pro Listen. Brother Dijon, if you're still on here, I just heard this in spirit. If you're still on here, I, I want you, I want you personally to go and read Proverbs chapter eight. Matter of fact, I want you to read Proverbs chapter one through chapter eight. Hey, Tim or Louise, listen, Brother Dijon, I don't know if you're still on here, but I, I may text you. I probably will text you. If you're not on here, there, there you go. All right. I want you. God has answered your prayer. Lord, thank you, Jesus. God has answered your prayer. You go and you read and you study Proverbs chapter 1 through Proverbs chapter 8. And if the Lord leads you to go further in that, follow the spirit of the Lord. Follow the spirit of the Lord and what the spirit of the Lord is speaking to you. But I'm saying to you to go and read Proverbs chapter one 
up until Proverbs chapter 8. And if the Holy Spirit tells you to go further, then you follow the Holy Spirit as well. And you go farther in reading Proverbs. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I thank you all for tuning in to Don't Lose Your Confidence. I thank you all for tuning in to Sounding the Alarm. Somebody has to ring the bell. And I chose to say yes to be that person to sound the alarm. I, I made a decision, a conscious decision to do just that because I want to be a help. I want to be the example. Whether it's a good, bad, or a horrible example, I want to be able to be the one to say, hey, it's a hard road to follow, but it gets easier if you keep walking. It gets, it gets easier if you keep following the path and you have God with you all the step of the way. Amen. So God, I thank you for the word on today. God, I thank you for Brother Dijon. I thank you for Brother Mo, Lord. God, I thank you for Deacon Ravisey. I thank you for Pastor Mabane being on with us on today. I thank you for Evangelist Ruby, Lord God. I thank you for all of those. I thank you for Minister Laquanda, Lord God. I thank you for all of those that have came on here and have walked with me through this teaching of Daniel. So God, I ask that you will look on their hearts, their mind, and their spirit, that you will uplift them, Lord God, and encourage them, Lord God. Open up some doors, Lord God. Pave the way, God. Hear the prayers of the righteous. Hear the prayers of the righteous in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Once again, God, today is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. We will continue. God, continue to look on Lady Leek. She came through on today, Lord God. Look on all the, look on, look on Evangelist Karen. Look on Evangelist Pinson. Look on Pastor Brown, Lord God. Look on those who are watching privately. Look on those who are watching publicly. Look at those who are listening, Lord God. Hear the heart of your people so that they will grow and go in Jesus' name. So, God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your love, your mercy, and that we will never stop praying. And we will continue to be thankful in all of our circumstances because this is the will of the Lord. And, God, we thank you. We thank you and we bless your name and we glorify you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, I pray, we pray. And we all say amen. Amen and amen. All right, God bless you all. I thank you all for tuning in. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Amen. Know that I love you and God loves you more. If, it's his, if, if, if it is God's will, I will be on here again on tomorrow at 1 p.m. Amen. So continue to enjoy the rest of your day and continue to make this day great. Amen. Amen.